Hey y'all, welcome to Words of Grace podcast. I'm your host as always, Beth Cena. Um, I'm so excited for this episode because it's going to be the start of something a little new. Uh, we want to try to do a little mini-series of episodes focusing on the fruit of the Spirit. So today's episode is where we'll be starting that. Um, I'm really hopeful and excited to share these with y'all. And I hope this series will be fruitful to you all as well. Um, I'm going to open with a little bit of an intro to the fruit of the Spirit and then spend the remainder of the episode sharing some, some thoughts on the first fruit of the Spirit, and which is love. Um, so this is going to be a great lesson for me personally too, um, just because I started doing a new thing with my personal Bible study where I have nine different highlighter colors. It's actually like five highlighters and four crayons um but I have one for each fruit of the spirit and so as I'm reading through the passages in the bible when I come across a verse or really great example of one of the fruit of the spirits I'll just like quickly highlight it and I think it's just so beautiful to see how all throughout scripture these thoughts and characteristics are fundamental to God and his word and his people and what his people should be. So that's just something I thought would be beneficial for y'all too. If you want to follow along with the scriptures I read and come up with your own system just to keep track of that, I think it's really been beneficial and um, this lesson will definitely help with that. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much all I got for this beginning portion. So let's go ahead and get started. The central passage for these studies is found in Galatians 5, verses 22 through 23, and that reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. So in this passage, Paul is speaking here to followers of Christ. Um, So in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, Paul states, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So this newness of life is the key to why we're going to be doing this little mini-series on the fruit of the Spirit. Um, Paul compares those of us who have gone through this renewal process as to having gone through Christ's own death, burial, and resurrection. Like Christ was raised from the dead, we too are raised from the dead, and we rise as new people after baptism. So we are raised to walk in a new way and live in a new life. So at the end of Galatians chapter 5, Paul says that those of us who belong to Christ have crucified our flesh along with its fleshy passions and desires. So if we are to live by the Spirit, our new way of walking, we need to keep in step with the Spirit. So we must not revert back to our old ways or lag behind. Um, If we're following Christ and living by the Spirit, we need to act like it and continue to walk in our new way. The desires of the spirit and the desires of the flesh are in direct opposition to each other. We can't live both ways. So this brings us back to this new mini-series that we want to start. 
Um, if we are trying to follow Christ and walk by the Spirit, it will be evident by the fruit that we bear. So our new fruit will be of love, joy, peace, patience, but it will not be one of jealousy, anger, drunkenness, and immorality. We have crucified our old ways when we are raised up in our new life and are walking in our new way. So for the next several episodes, each lesson will give us tools to walk in this new way by centering on one aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, starting today with the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. So I love the mountains. I also love tacos. And I think my favorite all-time love is peach cobbler. Like, it's currently peach season, y'all, and the second I see a good batch, I am making some cobbler, because I love peach cobbler so much, and it's a shame I can only get a really good peaches once a year. Um, but I also love my friends, I love my family, and I love my husband a lot. He's pretty great. Um... So, as you can tell, we love all kinds of things, all kinds of places, and all kinds of people that fill our lives. We also have the ability to dissect and determine what we mean by the word love. We know that these particular loves range in intensity and emotion, but to us, it's all love. Biblical love, however, is a whole different matter. Biblical love is divided into three distinct words, each having different meanings. So when we bear the fruit of love from Galatians 5, the word for love is agape. This biblical love is different from our word love. Agape doesn't necessarily feel emotion towards others, but it is aware of our responsibility towards them. Simply put, the fruit of love does not worry about how we feel, but how we respond. Agape is demonstrative. It is sacrificial. It is expressive. It is love in action. John writes in John chapter 23, verses 34 through 35, A new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So how can men see our love? Because we love like God loves. More specifically, we love like God loves us. Not because we are so lovable, because we definitely aren't, um, but because with agape, we sacrificially give what is best for others, regardless of how we feel about them. We can even love our enemies and sacrificially give to them, just like God sacrificially gave to us. So one of the many verses I have highlighted in my text that exemplifies this type of love that God shows us is found in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. Romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 10 reads, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. So what do enemies deserve? We were enemies of God, and yet Jesus stood condemned in our place. His sacrificial love for us brought us back to peace with God. 
God's love changes us. So with this in mind, how well do we demonstrate love and show we are Christ's disciples? Here's another excellent explanation of agape love. Agape wants the highest good for others. It always wants the highest need to be met, whatever that need is. Agape love will serve that need sacrificially. In other words, agape wants what another person needs, so much so that agape says, here, let me pay for it. Let me make it possible for you to have it, and let me go without, so you can have what you need. Do we demonstrate agape love to that extent, or is it only towards those for whom we feel love? Let us work daily on loving each other in this biblical way. Let's learn to share our burdens and our joys. Let's give of ourselves, even if it means we have to go without for the day. So yeah, that's all I have for this first installment of our new mini-series, um, focusing on the fruit of the Spirit. Um, next week, I will be doing a episode on the next fruit of the Spirit, which is joy. So um, thanks so much for listening. If you don't follow us on Facebook already, make sure to go there um, and just search Words of Grace Podcast, and you can join our Facebook page there. Um, and yeah, that's all I have. So thanks again for listening to Words of Grace Podcast, and I hope that this week we can focus on showing love to others the way that God has shown his love to us. Um, have a great day.